Hello everyone, another Brother Podcast is finally back with a new episode just in time for the holidays. Sorry for the long delay, I know the last episode was in May, I was pretty busy, but also just spent a lot of time procrastinating recording the episode, and then spent even longer procrastinating editing. We will try our best to get episodes coming more consistently in 2023. Have a happy holiday season, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Alright, welcome back to another Brother Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Nathaniel. And he almost forgot to mention his name because it's been so long since we've done our last podcast. It's been since April, and that is five months. Actually, I don't even know if it was in April. You just gave me this new... I We recorded... I think we recorded the episode in April, and it might have come out in May. Something like that. All I know is that you came in April for my... Well, you came in to visit in April, and you gave me this new microphone, this podcasting microphone, for my birthday, and it sounds great. And I haven't recorded a podcast since, but I needed to soundproof my room, and I did it the old-fashioned way, which is the, the towels, which is the ghetto way, which is the <laughs> super-budget <laughs> way. Normally, people would put foam on their walls to make an actual recording studio. I instead put blankets and towels on my doors and athletic t-shirts on my extra screens. But you know what? The sound quality sounds great and I'm excited. It's going to be a great episode. It is. Best episode yet. This is the best episode yet. (laughs) I've been listening to a new podcast, or new for me, and it's called T-Boy, or the best one yet. And that's what they say. So kind of cool that you just said that. We kind of just stole their tagline, but... Oh, I was gonna us. say we we should call this episode the best one yet, but now I feel like I'm stealing it from them. You just say the best one ever. There you go. <laughs> T Tebow. Tebow. Tim Tebow. Not how you spell it, but yeah. Anyway, so today we are going to be talking about conspiracies. I almost called it controversies again. And Nathaniel has come up with, or I guess researched, uh, a number of conspiracies, and I guess. I'm supposed to be guessing whether they're true or false, or like they're, they're real uh, things. Not necessarily not. guessing if they're true or false. I'm just gonna present all the evidence as to why people believe it's true, and why others say this is BS. And maybe you can like decide for yourself as to if you believe it or not. Like these, most of these conspiracy theories aren't like super harmful. I mean, maybe there's like one out there, but like I feel like if you believe in it, then that's just like what are you doing with your life kind of thing so okay the earth is flat we all know <laughs> so and um, covid is a hoax yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> trying not to go to those ones that everybody hears all the time the earth is flat vaccines are microchipped um covid's a hoax um yada 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 everybody has heard those a million times over i'm trying to get to some of the fresh stuff all right fresh stuff let's hear it also side note I know we said we wouldn't talk about COVID and the pandemic, but honestly, I forgot it even existed. I don't know what it Wait, is like. We... Oh, you mean as a conspiracy theory? Well, yeah, that. And, oh, maybe it wasn't with you, but maybe one of our listeners told me to cut it with the COVID talk because <laughs> there's too much COVID talk going on. But That's true. And that's just old news. But honestly, kind of forgot it ever happened. Like, yeah, COVID's here, almost, it's like it's... very back to normal. Like, very back to normal. I know I got it, like, not even that long ago, but... Same. Life is just 
literally back to normal and you wouldn't even have known it was a thing. Yeah, I, I think, well, it's because with these variants, it becomes less severe, but more transmissible. So, so more people get it, but it's also kind of just like the common cold. So it's not that big of a deal anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry for the COVID talk. Also, did you notice how on Spotify, if you mention COVID, it like has a little warning? Yeah, a lot of places, a lot of places do. Like on Instagram, I uninstalled or like I got rid of Instagram a month ago or so. I don't know if I told you. I got rid of Instagram. What was interesting is that you'd have any mention of COVID in the images, but also in the in the captions. Um, it would have a little warning and say like, oh, tap here for information on COVID and like vaccines. So like yeah. if it would like look for text in your image and anything related to COVID and then it would give you that little warning. And so people exploited it and made memes where it's like um, they just keep on screenshotting it. And then you'd have like 15 banners, like all in one image because they just keep keep on screenshotting it. Oh, it's just like 15 banners of the COVID warning. Yeah. Mm. All right. So, Moving on from COVID, shall we dive in? The... Yes, we just let's spoke over it. each other like five times, but well, that's gonna be a nightmare for you to edit. <laughs> you can leave in if it sounds all right. You can kind of stagger them. I don't know. I don't do the editing. That's your job. Yeah. All right. So the first one people might have heard of before, maybe on like social media, but I don't think you've heard of it. So, and this one's gonna be pretty interesting, I think. So this one's the mattress firm conspiracy. Mm. So. Have you heard of this? No. Is the okay. mattress not that firm? Is that why it's conspiracy? <laughs> no, no. So uh, Mattress Firm is a company in the US that sells mattresses, right? No um, way. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's whack, right? There is this big thing online that people think that they are a front for money laundering. So this started with um, on a Reddit post five years ago. And... Somebody like posted to Reddit, what's one conspiracy theory you actually believe in? And this one user who has since deleted his profile, so I don't know, or her profile, I don't know who they are or what their username is, so I can't really credit them. They said, and I quote, Mattress Firm is some sort of giant money laundering scheme. They are effing everywhere and always empty. I remember seeing four mattress firms all on each corner of an intersection once. There is no way there is such a demand for mattresses. Edit. A few people seem confused. I'm talking about multiple of the same mattress store all in close proximity to each other, not different mattress companies. Yeah, so um, this other person replies and says, we were literally just talking about this at my office. We are in a small shopping center. Literally two other mattress firms in our section, separate storefronts and one directly across the street from our shopping center. We never see anyone in there, no matter the time of the day or day of the week. The only time I see anyone exit the building or enter is the guy taking his smoke breaks. Either it's a front for something or it's the world's most boring job. What do you think so far? Um, I haven't heard anything about Mattress Firm other than just now, except for MLB. Like, I... MLB, okay. Yeah, like Major League Baseball. Yeah. I only recently started watching some of the games again and i noticed that they did sponsor some of the ads so that's the only time i've heard of mattress firm but i think if a any store is on each of the four corners of an intersection it's a little sus yeah yeah like you you don't even see that 
in like gas stations. You'll yeah. you'll see multiple gas stations, which is I still think is weird. But yeah, but they're, they're a lot of the time same. those gas stations like they're from different companies. So yeah, that's... they're from different companies, but they're priced the same. So like, yeah. do people really have a preference over the gas they choose, whether it's Esso or Shell? Like. I don't know. But it makes I know, sense. I if it's, it kind of makes sense if they're different companies, right? If they're all the same company too. I mean, does it really make sense that they're same or different companies? They're literally on opposite sides. Okay, I guess if it's the same price. I still think I, it's weird. Like, is there really that many people that prefer Esso over Shell? I don't know. Well, okay. Honestly, um, if they're on opposite sides of the street, I guess it's kind of a convenience thing because it's easier to turn right into the gas yeah, station as I opposed guess. to turn left across the traffic yeah fair enough yeah that's true but i still i still wouldn't put them right across the street from each other but yeah you have a point but yeah mattress firm on all four sides maybe it's convenience thing maybe, maybe it's convenience thing like whichever one's easier to access we will give you a mattress yeah and if there's nobody in there and i'm assuming no inventory like how have more people not noticed and like called them out that seems very suspicious to me i don't know if it's money laundering but something's funky yeah so let me give you some more information it has been confirmed that there there used to be not anymore but there used to be five mattress firm locations all within a one mile radius of each other in sherville indiana um, which is just way too many to have in like a one mile location, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. So this Reddit comment was posted in on January 22nd of 2018. Two days later, on January 24th, the CEO at the time, Ken Murphy, denied it to Business Insider. But then two days after that, on January 26th, he resigned. He resigned. Dun, dun, dun. Suspicious? Hmm. Suspicious? I think not. Actually, no. It's coincidence. I think not. Well, yeah. suspicious. I think so. Oh, yes. yeah. Suspicious. I think so. There we go. <laughs> but so some sources are saying that people are confusing money laundering for something else. So it might not be money laundering, but mattress firm might also be up to something suspicious. Um, yeah. namely accounting fraud. Everybody's short mattress firm. <laughs> it's gonna be the it's gonna be the next GameStop. But yeah, there was this one person on Reddit who pointed out that mattress firm was owned by Steinhoff International, which was in a mid- in the middle of a money laundering scandal. Um, however, this turned out to not be true. Steinhoff did acquire mattress firm in 2016, and at that point, mattress firm had already um, already had about uh, 3,600 stores. So Steinhoff was not guilty of money laundering, apparently. Instead, they um, were guilty of some accounting irregularities um, that had been discovered. Irregularities. Don't we love that wording? In all of the reports of the, I guess, the auditors who were looking into this stuff, there was no report of any money laundering, but um, instead accounting fraud. So like uh, Reuters? Reuters. Reuters. Um, were the people who looked into this, um, and they said Steinhoff. Uh, Steinhoff said investigators found that um, top management figures entered into f- entered into fictitious transactions with entities purported to be independent third parties to create the illusion of income used to hide losses at the company's operating units. So they were hiding losses 
um, instead of money laundering. And for anybody who might not know, money laundering is when you got money through Ill illegal means and you launder it, you make it clean. So how you do that is you have a business and you say that you, let's say you earned $10 million this year, say that you put down on your financial statements that you've made 15 million and then you pay tax on that. And then that way it goes through the like tax system and it becomes clean. And it's going through that business that you that it becomes legitimate money. So you're adding on extra money that you didn't actually earn through the business itself. The business could be like a, a legit business. Like you could go to this business and actually get like your services there or whatever. Um, but they're using they're they're adding their illegal money into their like financial statements to make it legal. Shameless plug for Ozark. Ozark, the whole premise of the show revolves around money laundering. And they explain it really well, and it's really cool. I think it's four seasons, and I just finished it maybe a couple months back. But super good show, um, kind of gory and like violent. So if you're not into that thing, maybe it's not for you. But overall, great plot. Starts off a little slow, but great plot and great character development. Super good show. Would highly recommend. Not paid by Netflix or Ozark. Yeah, yeah or, not sponsored. What is that guy's name? What is the main character's name? The guy in Horrible Bosses. Yeah, yeah, I know the guy you're talking about. I can't, I can't think of him. Um, uh, can't think of his name. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. But we are paid by Jason Bateman. Just kidding. Yeah. Thank you, Jason Bateman. Anyway, yeah. So the so Steinhoff guilty of accounting fraud, not of money laundering. So it doesn't quite explain why they have so many. Uh, mattress from locations though right so let's see what explanations we could have for that so according to mattress firm it's because they buy out other mattress companies and sometimes their locations are close to existing mattress firms but then those places become mattress firms too so it might make sense to have competing mattress stores close by so that like you can get foot traffic in both and they can compare prices right and you can have more like like good competition there um, so I guess it makes sense that if they're buying out their competitors, that those stores become mattress firms as well. They say also, sometimes they open stores close to each other because they're on slightly different routes and each of those routes have like a lot of traffic. Um, and so this way, regardless of your travel path, you come across a mattress firm. So the close proximities make it more convenient and they increase visibility. I don't know how much that helps because it's not like people are impulse buying mattresses. Yeah, that's but fair. That's one thing that they say. Sorry, what were you going to say? Well, if you're going through that intersection and they're on all four corners, you're definitely going to pass by a mattress firm. So yes. definitely convenience factor. But even if there were other mattress companies on those four corners initially and mattress firm was, say, on only one of them, that'd still be weird to be... It'd still be weird to have so many mattress companies in one spot. Yeah, they're in demand, sure. Like, everyone needs a mattress, but I wouldn't expect but I mean, how, that much how often competition, are you... like, right there, yeah. you know? And how, how often are you going to shop for mattresses? Like, you buy a mattress, like, they say you're supposed to change your mattress every, like, I don't even know, like, four years or something like that. Really? But realistically... That's definitely... I feel like... That's definitely some bogus that mattress firm has come up with. Yeah, like, I... That's a marketing I, scheme. I feel like... <laughs> we keep our mattresses for like ever 
Um, I don't know. It's a mattress. But it's yeah, also like, like, what are you competing on, really? Like, service, all the service is going to be the same for a mattress company. You're just competing on price, and that's just markup, because you're probably not going to have, like, mattress firm mattresses. You're going to have, you're going to be carrying, like, Sealy and Serta or whatever, and they set the yeah. price, and then you choose your markup. So you're just competing on price. You have four other, sorry, like, three other mattress locations on that same intersection that's a little crazy it's not like mercedes is competing with bmw and i'm struggling to think of another luxury brand that's in the same category like audi lexus like yeah sure they're all on the same strip because they're competing on so many different things like you're competing on performance like appearance price service reliability and yeah sure they're so they're all on the same strip because Someone's looking for a car. They're not dead set necessarily on a Mercedes-Benz. They want a classy car. They want something that looks nice. They want something that drives fast and like is comfortable. They're going to shop around for those places. But for mattresses, I don't really see that happening. Also, yeah. shoot, there's another point that you brought up that I wanted to talk about. But now it slipped my mind. Sorry, you said convenience, your route, route whatever yeah tomato tomato sorry what were the other factors that you said they're on slightly different routes so uh, that have a lot of traffic so this way regardless of your travel path you can come across a mattress firm um and yeah so like the close proximities make it more convenient and the increased visibility oh i don't know what i was gonna say but also that relates to your like it's easier to make a right turn than a left turn kind yeah. of thing but four on sorry one on each corner seems a little bit much but Going back to your acquisitions point, like, fine, buy up your competition, but why do you need to stick your name on it? Like, you have a storefront yeah. that's mattress firm across the street, and then you have another competitor that you're buying out. Sure, you could take their inventory, you can take their, like, customers, you could take, like, yeah, your customer list, you could take your business plan, you could take whatever, your business relationships, but why would you need two stores on either side of the street? just like sell that storefront or like rent it out and then just take inventory and like intellectual property whatever you need and like yep. relationships i don't know seems weird it does another thing to keep in mind here is that like i couldn't find a source that confirmed this guy's reddit comment saying that there were four mattress rooms all on the same corner of an intersection the closest i could find was that five mattress firm locations all within a mile of each other yeah so well so don't necessarily so maybe that's just an over the four on one corner yeah maybe take the four on one corner with a grain of salt yeah so maybe it's an over exaggeration on the four on or like one on every corner you know what i mean the four stores in very close proximity but yeah maybe they're all within a mile range or radius which is like still a lot but a little bit more believable so maybe yeah. that guy was just over exaggerating yeah I don't know. Up to you if you want to believe it or not. It, it does seem a little sus, but... Can confirm something suspicious is going on. Short mattress firm. I don't know if they're public, yes. but we're shorting it. And I also just want to say um, that most of this information was taken from Snopes.com. The article is titled The Mattress Firm Money Laundering Conspiracy Theory, and it was published July 7th, 2021. Gotta cite my sources. 
So the next one, this one is actually quite interesting. It's called the Phantom Time Hypothesis. All right. So it has a very mystic sounding name. Um, anyway, so according to um, this guy, Herbert Illig. That's not a real name. That's not <laughs> even a real person. That's a stage Herbert name. Illig. Yeah, maybe. The medieval, according to him, the medieval age, ages did not happen. Specifically, um, the years 614 to 911 AD did not happen. Okay. So instead, this time was invented by Roman Emperor Otto III, Pope Sylvester II, and possibly Byzantine Emperor Constantine II. How did it not happen? Or are we just getting, like, historical so, facts of that time period incorrect? So what he's saying is that the year was, like, in the mid or, like, the early 600s, and they decided to change it and move it up to the late 900s and just change all the calendars. Interesting. Yeah. The reason they would do this is because... So they were living in, like, the 600s, 700s, um, but they wanted to see the see the turn of the millennium. They wanted to see the 1000s. Also, they could fill those missing centuries with their own fake history, which would strengthen Emperor Otto's claim to the throne. Hmm. So, okay. here's the evidence. There are three main pegs to Illig's, to Illig's argument here. So, for one, there's not a lot of archaeological evidence from the year 614 to, to 911. We haven't found very much stuff that belongs to that time frame. Next is that 10th century Western Europe is covered in Roman architecture, but that shouldn't make sense because the Roman emperor or um, the Roman empire fell in the year or fell in roughly 475 AD. So why are we finding Roman architecture in the 10th century? The third... Sorry, before we go any further, I'm going to sound like yeah. a real dumbass here, but <laughs> I know BC is before Christ, but I was just thinking, yeah. what the heck is AD? After what? Uh, no, it's it's Latin for something. Um, oh. Anno Domini. It means in the year of the Lord. Oh. Okay, so what does that mean? So it, it just means after. It just means like the, the years that you're used to. Just like after Jesus was born or whatever. Are we technically living in 2022 AD? Yeah. All right. Maybe that wasn't that stupid of a question, but you had to Google it, so maybe that's not that stupid of a question. Well, I, I knew... I what knew it meant, but you didn't, what, didn't know what it I, Yeah, I knew what it... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so this third argument is a little complicated, so stick with me. It involves a little bit of math. Oh, God. So, years... Okay, how long is a year in days, Andrew? 365. Let's go. Yeah. When you pause, I was like, wait, sorry, is that wrong? No, that's how long we make it. But like, that's all, that's a little bit off, right? Because, because we need to account for leap days and stuff, right? Okay, so, fair. So 365.25. Um, yeah, that's often what we approximate it as. But it's actually 365.24219, okay? Okay. So it's close to uh, 365.25, but not quite, right? So we approximate it as 365.25, 
um, and add a leap day every four years. But um, there's an error when we do that. So that would mean every 128 years, we'd be ahead by an extra day. So we'd have to subtract that off. And we account for that now, but the Julian calendar didn't account for that and was used from 45 BC to 1582 AD. At which point, the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use now, was introduced to fix the problem. Wait, sorry, you're saying we account for that uh, every 128 years we have to subtract yeah, the day? Yeah, so, so what happens? Do you just repeat? Like, well, what, what, ha- what, what we do now is every four years, we add, um, we add a day, right? We add a leap day. Unless, uh, but every 100 years, sorry, every 100 years, we add, or we don't add a day. Unless, so basically, uh, so every every four years, we add a day, um, but then every 100 years, we don't add that day. So you kind of take that day off. But oh, then, sorry, did you say 100 years? Every 100 years, yeah. Oh, sorry, but I then, where I got 128 from. No, I, I, I said 128, you add an extra day. Um, but, oh. so I'm not done yet. Okay. Um, so every, every four years you add a day, every 100 years you don't add that extra day, um, unless that day also happens to be a four, like, hap- okay, you know what, let me reword this. For all our listeners, I am just as confused as you are. <laughs> okay, if, if the year that we're in is divisible by four, okay, uh-huh. so that means the year, the year 2020, 20, the, the number... 2020 is divisible by four okay yes then we add an extra day okay unless it is also divisible by 100 okay i see if it's if it's divisible by 100 we don't add that day okay unless it's also divisible by 400 then we do add that day there's more (laughs) yeah so divisible by 400 yeah so the year 2000 was a leap year because it was divisible by 400 but the year 2100 will not be a leap year for all our listeners trying to work out the math you're probably not going to get there <laughs> i have faith i have faith in you listeners you can do it but anyway you don't you don't need to know the specifics of how we do leap days just follow along here okay so let me let me backtrack a little bit so yeah, so basically every 128 years, if we if we were adding a leap day every four years, that would mean every 128 years, we'd be ahead by a day, okay? And so the Julian calendar was adding a leap day every four years. So that means they were slowly but surely getting ahead. So they were using the Julian calendar from 45 BC to 1582 AD. And once 1582 AD came along, the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use today, was introduced to fix that problem. So that means the Julian calendar was being used for 1,627 years. Because of that, of how long it was being used, that means there should have been an extra 13 days. It should have been ahead by 13 days, right? since 1,627 divided by 128 is about 13. However, only 10 days needed to be accounted for when we corrected it with the Gregorian calendar. So that means there must have been 347 years 
that were unaccounted for. Because each day, each each extra day <laughs> corresponds to 128 years, right? So we're missing three days. And so we're missing 350 such years-ish. Huh. So where huh. did those 350 years go? Where did they go? No one knows. So. Yeah. For anyone who says accountants are good at math, I was just so zoned out as you were talking about that. It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> whoo! Okay, the point is, there's leap years going on. There's leap years going on, and someone and there's some lost math. 347 years, and they don't yeah, know where Yeah, and there's it some went. math there that says that we've lost 347 years. And it's not necessarily money laundering, but it's accounting fraud. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry about the specifics too much. The math checks out. Cool. You say the math checks out, I, I, I believe you. Herbert Illig is right about the math, okay? Now, here are some counter-arguments that debunk all of this, supposedly. One, there is still archaeological evidence from the years 614 to 911. There is, just not as much of it. And where. <laughs> We're able to to know that that the evidence is from that time period, from carbon dating, which, if you guys don't know, is figuring out how old something is from its carbon fourteen isotopes. Okay, don't need to know how it works. It's just that we can find how old something is by analyzing by analyzing the amount of carbon in it. Next, we also know that these artifacts are from are that old because of um, tree ring dating so they can tell how old something is because there's a tree from that same time and it's so old because of all the tree rings next there's a reason there's roman architecture and in fact we still have roman architecture today and that's just because roman architecture looked nice so people continued to build it so we still use roman columns you see them in the white house and stuff like that we also see roman or roman arches and bridges and things like that so it's not unsurprising that Roman architecture persisted. Finally, the calendar one. So, the Gregorian calendar actually wasn't trying to fix the errors from the Julian calendar all the way back in 45 BC. Instead, it was trying to fix a different calendar. So it was trying to fix the errors from a calendar introduced by the Council of Nicaea, which fixed some of the calendars back in 325 AD. Now, that council didn't reset the days to account for errors all the way back to when the Julian calendar was introduced. Instead, it just fixed some of the errors that had existed at that time, at, like at that moment. So it didn't go all the way back and fix it from the very beginning, okay? Before you move on, I am just shocked at how many different calendars there are. This Gregory yeah. guy is making his Gregorian calendar. This Julian guy, this King Julian, King Julian from Madagascar King is King making Julian, his other King calendar. Julian. And they're all competing. Guys, what's the big deal? It's one day. It's immaterial. Just settle on one. Jesus Christ. Okay, but, but think of it. If you lose a day, or sorry, if you're ahead by a day every 128 years, then in millions of years, December is going to be in the summer. Yeah, who the heck cares? <laughs> everyone everyone from that era would just think it's normal to have 
summer in December and no one would know any different, you know? And These honestly, are the problems we care about. And honestly, I swear, well, no, it's a fact that the climate is changing and it's probably going to not be winter in December forever. <laughs> you know? It'll still be winter. It'll just be a warm winter. I don't know. Anyway... I think yes, there are lots I, sometimes of I think that the winter is just getting pushed back each year. So maybe yeah. someone screwed up a day. Maybe. Who knows? So yeah, so the council didn't reset um, all the way back. And the Gregorian calendar was just using the, the council's calendar. And so that's why there's a 300 or so year mismatch there. That explains that. So that's kind of all three of Elig's pegs of his arguments knocked down but there's more evidence as to why this phantom time hypothesis is probably bogus so europe is not the only part of the world um no way yeah i know crazy right crazy we have accounts and evidence of things happening all over the rest of the world you would have to convince china and africa and all the entire world to make up fake history True. with them. True. So how would they do that? Back in the medieval ages. Probably not, right? They're all colluding. This is this is back before when you didn't even have like a freaking messenger pigeon. You had to like go around and on your boats or whatever and like tell them in person. You didn't you couldn't even speak their language. How are you gonna <laughs> convince them? Anyway. We also know with more this one's gonna also be a little sciencey but it's not as it's not as bad i promise we also know based off of current astronomical tools that there was a solar eclipse that happened 1963 years ago in 59 a.d on april 30th so a roman author called pliny the elder recorded that in fact did happen on 59 a.d so that means that sorry 59 i just thought of this. I hate to interject, but I'm just going to tell you as my thoughts come up, and I know you're going to be annoyed with me because I'm going off on a tangent, but if the science world doesn't believe in God, why is every all the years still based off of Christ? Because that's just the standard we, we decided to go with. We decided a long time ago, and it's too much of a hassle to change it now. Who's we? <laughs> the world. All right, moving on. Anyway, so we know that 59 AD must have been 1,963 years ago because that solar eclipse happened and was recorded by Pliny the Elder, and he said it happened in 59 AD, and we calculated that it should happen in 59 AD. So, there you go. The solar eclipse happened at the right time, so we know it must have been that amount of time ago, if that's making any sense. Does right. that make sense? So whoever it was, Engelbert Humperdinck, that guy's wrong with his conspiracy theories. Right? Yes. That's what we're concluding. Herbert Illig, yes. Engelbert Humperdinck, I don't know if he's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Sounds like he could be. Yeah, so sorry if that one was a little bit confusing, but most probably this theory is not true. Also, a lot of this evidence came from a YouTube video called The Conspiracy Theory That the Middle Ages Never Happened by Half as Interesting. It's a very interesting video. I recommend you guys go check it out. Link in the description. This one, this one's actually... Sorry, before we go on to the next one, can I get some water? Yeah. 
I'm pretty thirsty. No. Ah! <laughs> also, my knees really hurt. Oh my god, I'm so old. Your knees always hurt. I know. Alright, we're getting back into my soundproof studio. Yes. <clears throat> ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> Andrew's trying to burp, but he can't. Yeah. There we go. Alright, back to you. So, this next conspiracy is actually quite interesting. So you said the last time. Was the last one not interesting? <laughs> <laughs> we should have a poll of whether it's interesting or I not. thought it was interesting. I know you did. You're getting all horny for it. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know if we're keeping that in there. I don't know who listens to this. Anyway, okay, so this one is called the Walt Disney Cigarette Conspiracy. So, Walt Disney... The man, not the company. He was apparently quite a heavy smoker. He supposedly smoked up to three packs a day. Jeez! Yeah, but Disney, the company, so they they obviously knew this was a bad habit. So they wanted to hide it from children to not encourage smoking. So they edited it out of all of the pictures. So like whenever he's seen holding a cigarette, it would just vanish from the picture. So this would lead to him looking like he's pointing with two fingers a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and this actually became pretty iconic. So they had their Disney theme park employees do the same thing. They would point with two fingers. It got incorporated into some of their dances. Tom Hanks even used the two finger point in the movie Saving Mr. Banks when he played the role of Walt Disney. So that's how, that's how iconic it was. And you can go online and you can search for some of these pictures and... It very much looks like that he should be holding a cigarette, but there's nothing there. So it seems a little suspicious, right? And you'd understand why Disney would want to do this. Yeah, he's a role model and doesn't they don't want kids smoking. So yeah, edit it out. Yeah, and it at the end of the day, it's not. It's probably not that harmful. So what's Sorry, interesting? What's not that harmful? It's like editing them out to say to not oh. encourage smoking. Okay, yeah, got it. Smoking itself is harmful. Don't smoke. Um, don't smoke, anyway. kids. Stay in school. Yes, don't do drugs. So this theory is actually like basically confirmed. It has been confirmed to be true by an anonymous Disney employee in an interview with the Huffington Post. So not like by the whole company themselves, but like some anonymous guy from Disney. Um, and it has also been confirmed by Tom Hanks in an interview with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, I think. Hmm. I'm surprised. Well, how old would Walt Disney be right now? I don't know. Let's let's see. Because, like, the tobacco industry was popping back in the day, and I feel like that was probably after Walt Disney was born. So why... I'm wondering why they even bothered to crop it out if, like, smoking cigarettes wasn't that big of a deal back then well maybe they didn't crop it out back then maybe it was a more recent development um i'm not sure so it might have been like the company themselves who decided to edit it out instead of walt disney the man i got it's confusing because disney is the same as the company and the man so when they say walt disney wants to edit it out not always sure who they're talking about Mm. but he would have been 121 years old now yeah and cigarettes were pretty popular, like, more recently than 120 years ago. Yeah. 
and it was yep. like pretty common and widespread and thought to be cool and like not that harmful yeah like it was i feel like it was marketed to kids maybe not yeah maybe not um, directly but like not not to like probably not to like children but like to teenagers and i think it was also seen as like almost beneficial for your health yeah um, back in the day so yeah interesting that they did that okay final conspiracy theory here we are This next conspiracy theory is pretty whack. Wacky, wacky Wednesday. It's that black holes are being generated at CERN. Uh, so CERN is the particle collider in, um, is it Switzerland? Uh, yeah, so people are afraid that they're creating black holes. And let me just explain kind of what they think these black holes are doing. Okay, go for it. According to string theory... It is actually possible for CERN to create tiny, tiny black holes, like super small, like way smaller than a proton, which is one of the subatomic particles that makes up the nucleus of an atom. Hold up. I'm a dumbass. I'm asking all the questions that you guys are hopefully thinking. Probably thinking. Um, <laughs> aren't black holes endless? So how could you have a small black hole? No, like, what's black the difference holes... between a big black well, okay, hole black and holes, a small black hole? Black holes are not endless um they have a size in that like you can't really define where a black hole starts or ends so what we define is it's called the schwarzschild radius i believe i'm pronouncing that right and it's basically the radius like how close you can get to the center of the black hole before you can't escape so like the black holes that cern would be creating are so small that you have to shrink down to like the size of smaller than an electron kind of thing. Probably. Well, okay, I don't know about smaller than an electron, but smaller than a proton. So tiny, 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 right? Um, smaller than atoms, smaller than anything you can really think of in order to get sucked into this black hole. Hmm. And how do they measure how close you can get before getting sucked in? They send someone there and they're like, Billy? Hey, Billy. <laughs> Billy, you still there? <laughs> ah, there's, there's a, there, they have a formula. They have a formula for calculating based off of the mass of how how massive as in how much mass that black hole has. You can use that to determine the source shield radius. So these black holes would be created by colliding two protons together. And they would be collided so fast and with such high energy that they would create a mini black hole. But basically to... Like, I think they they did some calculations, and I think, I, I want to say if either the sun or maybe it was the earth, I can't remember which, collapsed down to the size, or to be a black hole, it would be like a tablespoon or something, or like a teaspoon. It would be, t it would be small. So, like, imagine a proton becoming a black hole. It's tiny, 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 right? Mm. Okay. So, yeah, according to these conspiracy theorists... One of these black holes has already been created and the earth is being sucked into it. And now you guys, since I just gave this horse child explanation, it doesn't make sense for the earth to be sucked into it, right? Because the radi the horse child radius is so small that it's not going to get sucked in. So, okay, here, here's, a, here's a kind of trivia or like science question for you, Andrew. Let's okay. say the sun suddenly became a black hole okay mm -hmm. 
but its location and everything, it didn't move. It just collapsed down to a black hole. Same mass, okay? Would the planet's orbits change? Uh, you said same mass. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. Yeah. So a lot of people think that if the sun became a black hole, oh, we're dead. We're, we're all being sucked into the black hole. But no, the mass is still the same. So nothing, as far as the like gravity is concerned, nothing has changed. We still keep orbiting exactly the same. It's only if we get too close, then you get sucked in. And so that Schwarzschild radius is really small. So you'd have to get really close to the center of the sun, closer than is physically possible now, because to get that close, you'd hit the outside of the sun first. So you would need to get really close to the center of the sun or that black hole to be sucked in. So for all of us, nothing would change. So there's a big misconception around black holes that if there's a black hole, you're getting sucked in. That's not, that's not true, okay? So even if CERN did create these many black holes, we would not be sucked in. But these conspiracy theorists are saying that we are currently being sucked into a black hole. Some even go as far back as to say, if this was generated in 2012 and the world ended in 2012, we just don't realize it yet. Interesting. How does that make sense? I don't know. It doesn't? <laughs> but like me trying to make sense of it kind of makes me think, okay, okay, so there's like Einstein's theory of relativity, which says that when you're experiencing a lot of gravity, time slows down. And they theorize that like in a center of a black hole, time stops, I think. I think that's what they're they're theorizing. So you would like if you're really close to a black hole, time is moving like really slow for you. And so maybe these conspiracy theorists are thinking that since we're being sucked into a black hole, that time is just slowing down. But that's not how time dilation works. It would kind of be like we're experiencing it the same. Like we wouldn't notice really a, a difference. It's just that an outside observer would be aging faster than we're aging. But for us, it's, it feels the same. Mm. Technically, in a black hole, it's a little bit different because, like, let's say your head is closer to the black hole than your feet. You get stretched, and then your head is experiencing time slower than your feet are. And that makes a difference when it comes to a black hole, if you're, like, actually being sucked in. Wild. How do you even wrap your brain around this? There's some next-level things that you're talking about here. So it doesn't really make sense to say that the world ended and we just haven't realized it yet. I don't know where they're getting that, but hey, I mean, it's a conspiracy theory. These other conspiracy theorists are saying that CERN is creating black holes, which are portals to hell and will bring about the apocalypse. This one Facebook user, I'm not going to say her name, says, um, Warning, portal to hell opening today, July 5th, 2022 at 4pm. I don't Weird how she knows the exact time and date, like... As if she's going to do it or something? I don't know. But CERN is opening the demonic portal to hell at, today at 4pm EST. This began in 2010 when it was stated that the scientists accidentally began ushering in the apocalypse. This could create a black hole on Earth. It could potentially suck in everything surrounding it. You can watch this happen live as they open. As they open it today at the link below. This will be the third time they open it. Pray, saints, pray. It seems like, it almost seems like she's like, hey, come watch my live stream. People are crazy. People yeah. are losing it. Honestly. But yeah, so let me explain why even if we did create a mini black hole, it wouldn't do anything, right? So one is the Schwarzschild radius, which I explained before. And two is Hawking evaporation. 
so this hasn't been proven, but all the math points to black holes evaporate over time. Like they slowly deteriorate and go away to nothing. Sorry, that's not called Hawking evaporation, Hawking radiation. So these guys are so small that they would evaporate in a fraction of a second and we wouldn't even notice it. But even if Hawking radiation isn't a thing since we it hasn't been observed, it's so small and it would have so little gravity that they would just escape off into space. Because atoms are mostly empty space. So a black hole would just pass right through the atoms without even interacting with anything. And then it would just pass off into, into space and we wouldn't see it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that one was boring. No, you're good. I'm just not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Do you believe in um, black holes from CERN? Uh, short answer is nothing that we should be concerned about. Yeah. That we should I be agree. concerned about. <laughs> but yeah, so that is our last conspiracy theory. What did you think, Andrew? I thought they were I thought you definitely did a lot of research, so thanks for doing that. And this took him five months of research. Just kidding. It's probably five a couple months. probably a couple of weeks. But a lot of procrastination. A lot of procrastination, but I feel like a good amount of research went into this and it was, well, it was very thorough, very technical. Sorry, yeah. A little, a little bit too technical for me, but yeah, you definitely did your research, so thank you for that. Thanks for looking into those and putting that together and taking some very detailed notes. Is there any conspiracy theory you're inclined to believe? Um, I don't think so. I'm not really big into conspiracy theories. I feel like a lot of people go down YouTube rabbit holes and find conspiracy theories and then they just find more YouTube videos and it just goes literally a black hole. But things I watch on YouTube are like sports highlights. So I don't get I don't get down the conspiracy tunnels. Yeah. I think the one if I were to believe in any besides the Disney one which is like has been confirmed kind of is the mattress firm one. Maybe not money laundering, but maybe something nefarious is going on there. Yeah, definitely some suspicious activities. Anyway, thanks for joining me, Andrew. And thank you, listeners, for joining in on our Conspiracy Theory episode. If you enjoyed it, let us know, and maybe we can do more of these ones. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.